Welcome to episode two of the Brand Social Podcast. Uh, today we're chatting with Chessie from Blind Maggot. Enjoy the show. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, good. How are you coping in this atrocious weather? Oh, mate, that's such a British question to ask, isn't it? <laughs> I fucking hate. I, I was not. I was not gonna. I wasn't gonna mention the weather at all. But yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's supposed to be like thirty-six on Monday, isn't it? Yeah, fuck that. I'm sleeping for two days. Mate, literally, I need to sort some. I need to like sort some out. Like, I need to like plan for this. <laughs> Buy a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, but mate, literally, like, I can't wear a swimming pool. Like, I can't wear a swimming pool. I can't get a swimming pool, like, because I can't like, be in the sun. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm burning far too easy. <laughs> like, you know, can you not see this? I look like a Royal Mail van. No, you look all right. Oh, you look too bad. Oh, I can't see it on camera. Maybe it's worse in person. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a lot worse in person. I got like a tan line on my forehead. Brilliant. Not bad. <laughs> you not own any sun cream? Yeah, but I've just been that busy where I've not been able to get any. And that was like a really shit excuse to be like, I'm too busy. But <laughs> literally, mate, like it's just all go for this next drop. Like with Twisted Wire. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited, man. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Like we're shooting uh, on the 23rd, so uh, next Saturday. Um, and I've got my mate Sam coming down. Like She's coming down from Scotland to, to Cheltenham. She's driving for like six hours to come and shoot for the brand. Like, it's mad. <laughs> Mental. That's awesome. Yeah, ins- yeah mate, it's going to be insane. Like, there's, oh, yeah, just so many things like that's going to go on in this shoot and like that we're going to be dropping. Uh, I'm just really good, mate. Um, because fucking hell. Cars and shit going by, it's annoying me. Oh, yeah. Quiet. What about you? Have you been up to anything this week? Uh, no, I've just been at my second job. How's um, that going? Yes, I'd like. I'd like. <laughs> Getting to play with an auto. So. Yeah, how's that? Yes, I mean, it's a learning curve and it's obviously very, very fucking different from a manual. I'm sure we'll speak to Jesse yeah. about that. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's really cool. Did a massive run of like levers hoodies yesterday and got quicker than I could have ever imagined. Uh, <laughs> and then did a run of like 50 shirts, just like this two color print with an underbase um, in like something like fucking 10, 15 minutes or something ridiculous. Really? What was that? Fifty shirts? Yeah. Mad. I know. It's crazy. I can't yeah. tell how long, but it can't have been longer than 15, 20 minutes, seriously. But I did it, it kind of did all the loading, unloading myself, just kind of slowed it right down. Um because I mean you're supposed to really have like a loader and an unloader and then somebody kind of like at the end of the drone, the quality control. But yeah. me and I'm only there part-time. And then two other guys that work there, one of them's the boss, the boss, and he kind of just does a bit of everything um and then uh the the other one just does like all the digital stuff and like all the fulfillment and everything so i've kind of just been 
left my own devices a little bit but it's quite nice because you know i kind of get to you know they're very inexperienced on the screen printing side of things um, okay kind of you know just like getting to go in and kind of put my own stamp on it is really cool um, yeah you know but i think we'll see if it goes anywhere goes anywhere like obviously i've got my own thing going but it helps them yeah. out and, you know if they find somebody full-time then you know we'll have that conversation but they need somebody full-time um okay but it's you know if i did that i'd obviously have to give up what i'm doing and i'm not ready to do that so you know but yeah other than that it's good good cool um, cool yeah we're just waiting on this here uh see what time is it now okay Six twenty-eight. So I got that. Um, I got that. But yeah, no. I'm excited, excited to talk to her. Yeah, same. I was, I was just about to say, I've been excited for this one. I mean, obviously, I've. I've yeah, me too. Chessie properly. No. You no. So, no, like, uh, I so, was supposed to come to. Sorry, go on. Um, that's fine, man. Um, yeah, I've spoken to like, for I mean, a good few years now. I mean, kind of downcast started with her help. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to, I used to get my screens made by her. Oh man, I know, I never knew that. Yeah. And then when I eventually kind of got like my own uh, exposure unit, the one you've got now. Uh, yeah. Uh, I used to buy all the positives from her. Um, okay. My printer was shit. Um, and yeah, and kind of like went on her podcast, obviously, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. Um, yeah this is more focused on um on our brand rather than the other business but um you know <clears throat> it's, it's yeah still cool she's doing an awesome thing um and then yeah we've just carried on chatting really um it's really cool wicked wicked yeah it's, it's, it's so cool how like i don't know like we've become friends through like obviously like the mutual sort of like brand ownership and i guess like obviously I guess like we're quite similar and stuff. So it's, but it's just, it's really cool how, like, how this is all bringing everybody together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like how I've, I've spoken with because, uh, oh, there she is. Oh, there we go. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hey. Can you hear it? All right. Testing my microphone, guys. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Weird being the um, the person who's not hosting the podcast, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like your t-shirt. Thanks. I don't know where I just got it out. Of, yeah, <laughs> just threw it on today. Put it out of the scrap then. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's got some test prints on the back, doesn't it? <laughs> That'd be I'm well actually, harsh, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm absolutely covered in plaster salt, un unintended. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wore this in today and I'm really fucking regretted it because of the heavyweight too. And the, yeah. the other shop I'm working at. And it was just stupidly hot. The what sweatiness is unreal, but I'm yeah. just thanking God I'm not like a water-based shop because um, <laughs> I, I had I had tried to have someone on last night and they were like, oh, I'm a water-based screen printer and I, I feel like ending it. So I'm not coming on. And I'm like, all right, yeah. shit, okay. <laughs> You go recover and come on next week. I did a um, I did a little run uh, yesterday, day, yeah, day before yesterday, um, Wednesday, whatever it was, 
I've only about 50 shirts or something. And it was just like, yeah, this is really tricky. Even 50 shirts, it was just like, just getting so sticky. Yeah. Um, yeah, wasn't pleasant. But, it's um, not fun. What? Just no. take, take, take the stress out. Just whack on some plastic and have a good time. I know. I know. I'm coming more around to the idea of plastic, especially working at this new place now. It's all plastic cell. So, yeah. You need so, to try it, man. Yeah, I'm coming around to the idea. But um, yeah, we'll see. Next week we'll push you over the edge. That's when yeah. the, <laughs> I'm not the floodgates are at all. <laughs> yeah, I I already know I'm taking Monday off. We're gonna go to the lakes and do some swimming in the lakes or something. Fucking no chance no. I'm in here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on. Uh, no you are guest number two. Yeah, cool. Two. Um, so yeah, before we kind of get into it, do you want to? intro yourself tell a little bit as tell us a little bit about blind maggot and yeah, yeah. i'll put my blind maggot hat on um on so <laughs> blind maggot is basically a streetwear brand that we made but it's not like a regular street brand. it's like the reasons why normal people would make a brand mm -hmm. it was to be the focus of our youtube videos and our tutorial videos as a screen printing studio so uh, we just found that like if we're waiting for customer jobs to come in, they're all going to be like workwear or they might not fit the kind of technique that we're trying to illustrate or demonstrate. So we decided to just do our own designs and that way we can work in any special effects we want to teach or, you know, oversized prints, long sleeves, um, tags, anything we want. We can just like make those decisions on the fly and make those the uh, basis for the videos. So, uh, but then it escalates, doesn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it gets were, out of hand. You were, um, was it NAS festival? I was at NAS. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, before that, we were still going to do it. We do like a monthly um, market on the high street. Mm -hmm. And when we were selling on the high street, we we're like, God, if we're selling this to like, white conservative old people yeah. <laughs> basically that's Newbury that's the whole population yeah. um then what would this be like if we actually sold to people who we think we're designing the shirts for <laughs> so we decided to like uh pull everything together and go to NAS and it was it was an experience Darcy and it was yeah it was a lot <laughs> to get sunburned do you want me to do you want me to tell you about NAS now like go for it, go yeah, for it. yeah 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 Love to hear about that. Okay. So um, first festival, we had, we didn't think we had enough stock. So like our target was probably around like the, like our minimum target, if I'm honest, was around 12K for the four days trading. I thought that was reasonable. And then, um, so we had to bring, you have to bring like more than double that so that it's all full on the shelves and you've got all the sizing and stuff in our heads. So we bought probably 34 different shirts and like so that's 34 different boxes in the in the van so it's packed beyond belief like the van was like creaking onto the wheels um and then obviously you have, to have a big gazebo and there's loads of extra shit you have to get and then the pitch was really really expensive in my opinion um so anyway spent lots of effort lots of money getting to nas and then it's supposed to be a thirty thousand capacity festival right but it actually turned out that only about 10,000 people turned up. Oh, shit. And the organizers saying, like, 
the tickets sold apparently i think that's bullshit because they were doing two for ones on the high street the day before you're right um the, the kids just didn't have any money mm. or they had money for drugs but not for <laughs> shirts so we did sell we sold actually a reasonable amount like we covered our pitch we covered we had like you know we were going and getting 13 quid rounds of beers and stuff and we had still wow. had a good time but um uh yeah it's not like yeah so yeah the, I think it's just the wrong demographic basically like yeah. the kids the kids liked our stuff but it wasn't them who were buying it really like ever so often they'd be able to afford it but it was the other traders would come on or like the volunteers or the skaters the professional skaters were a bit older so we were selling to them yeah so it's taught us a lot but like the drugs is because <laughs> we, were, we were right next to the welfare tent so we saw like the worst bit Oh shit. it probably oh. wasn't even that bad but yeah like there was the welfare tent people came over the next morning like on the saturday or something and they went you're glad you packed up early because there was a guy who just got naked off his tits on acid <laughs> and he was outside your tent and he was doing something he was doing something to himself and then oh, they had no. to stop him and then he was trying to put his hand up his own bum and they had to stop him he's like what his his whole hand he's trying to put his hand up his bum so the welfare people are trying to like pin him back from himself and then there's another guy that they the welfare people tell you everything by the way they should have to sign some kind of confidentiality thing but there's another guy who was like uncontrollably crying because he couldn't pick his own shadow up so he was like on his hands and knees and he he was crying because he couldn't lift his shadow oh god so wow yeah it's like we basically paid to go to last to be entertained and sit there drinking beers yeah. sold a few shirts but nowhere near enough that's our experience that's brilliant i love it yeah have Boy. you guys done festivals and stuff no um so it's it's something kind of we've toyed with but there's always obviously the big thing of the cost and it's kind of it can I think it can potentially be like it's a high risk high, high reward, isn't it? Really, mm. if it comes off. Um, but I don't know. I think from when we've done kind of like markets and stuff like that, like we've always done in Brighton as well. And kind of in our minds, we were like, oh, we'd fit right in in Brighton, mm. and they just fucking bombed. Um, and we've just never done well at that kind of like mm. sort of like on that sort of scene sort of thing mm, um, it's interesting, isn't it? but yeah I mean festivals there's something we want to do it's, <clears> it's I, I think it's like what going back to what you said it's kind of like not necessarily being the right demographic and stuff yeah. and it's kind of unless you're going to those festivals as a punter you don't like you know there's no real way of knowing really is there no. um, so and I haven't been to a festival for god knows yeah. how so yeah because yeah. the other one we were eyeing up was Sundown, but then we looked at the who was going to that as well, and it's exactly the same lineup of music, but like even less cool shit. Because Nas is really cool. I'm not yeah, shitting on Nas at all. It's got like BMXing, it's got like all the graffiti competitions, it's got obviously the skateboarding. It's really cool. Yeah. I would go there as a day person, yeah, um, and just get out before eleven because <clears> it <throat> turns into a fucking carnival. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's just, yeah. So what we need is the people with beer money, like the people who like buy IPAs and mm -hmm. 
nice like like yeah they got cash yeah. or they're buying for their like <laughs> or they're buying for their teenagers who they think like our shirts i don't know yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I was at, um, I was at a festival a few years ago, um, which was uh, in Shoreham, just by Brighton. It was called Wildlife, mm. and uh, it was started by um, who was it? it? Was Disclosure and Rudimental. Oh, um, oh. their festival. And anyway, it was we went two years, and it was absolute shit. <clears throat> it was so badly organised, like it was just full of like literally thirteen year olds off their nuts on on, on shit and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like it was dirty it was really dirty but uh, uh, this is kind of one thing that always like pops into my head and I think like, oh we should go and do a festival so anyway th- there was this stall and they had like all these like um like flannel shirts and stuff and the bloke who was running the stall got a bit too drunk and the weather <laughs> turned a bit and this bloke's stall just got raided and people just stole everything to try and keep warm <laughs> Fuck. And it was like watching it happen. This bloke basically just sat there and he was like, there's not really anything I can do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's pretty terrifying. That it's kind of like this swarm of people mm. who are a little bit chilly just came into mm. the Yeah, that's um, mayhem. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. But it's kind of like it's always been in the back of my mind that when it comes to festivals, it's kind of like people can just, you know, walk up and nick something, I guess, can't they? Really? Like Yeah. We we were bit. spread out on this one and yeah. I had it in my mind. Em worked in retail before, so she doesn't give a shit if someone nicks a couple of things. She thinks it's like the cost of doing business. Yeah. yeah. But we counted all our stuff and we didn't have one item missing. Not one. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's fucking insane. But like we, even like when you're locking the tent up at night, it's just a zip on a gazebo. There's no point in trying to oh. lock it down or yeah, anything. Yeah. It's just a zip. Somebody so, wants to get into it, they're going to get in on yeah that's that's one that's what i mean and the zip didn't even go all the way to the fucking ground it was like so um yeah i'm i'm not scared of that personally i know that raiding thing that's that's a different yeah. story though but no the kids were really nice during the day and stuff everyone was like even one of the bouncers the security guards came over and he was like oh that guy on your store we've been watching him for days he keeps going on his phone and taking calls and i think he's really dodgy and he keeps trying on all your stuff while his mates like talking in the background. But so on the on looking in, it looks really dodgy. But what was happening was he was checking his phone because he didn't have any money. Right. So he kept checking his bank and he was moving money from one place to another so that he could afford this bloody t-shirt because he could afford one shirt. So that's why he's trying on four shirts and going around three stalls. It was like they they think the worst of him, but actually he's really really cute. And then he even brought like his mate over the next day wearing his shirt and you're like, your heart's breaking because he's so innocent. Yeah. He's getting like literally followed around the festival. Everyone thinking he's a, like a little thief, but I, I know what you mean there, Darcy. It's is, yeah, it's a little bit of a fear, but that's what your insurance is for, hopefully. I don't know, because yeah. you have to have insurance, so. Yeah, 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 it's still, it's kind of, if it all gets nicked, I've got to reach out and so. <laughs> Not the money, it's just the oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a reprint. Are you going to pay me for the work as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's wicked. It's wicked. It's good to see you <clears throat> out and about there and all that. But um, yeah, how um, how did you come up with the name? Blind Maggot. So my mum didn't like it, so that's why we chose it. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent genuinely. I, I got a tattoo. I, I got a tattoo yesterday, and I've spent the whole day today hiding my arms 
from her. I'm still scared <laughs> that she's gonna. I don't like 30 fucking four, and I'm still scared of my mum seeing my tattoos because she's so disappointed every single time. Yeah, it's in the eye. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm the, I'm the only one who's tattooed out of seven of her kids, and they're all like, you know, got a house and babies, and I'm like the fucking disappointment tattooed one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, oh yeah, she, she yeah. Was it was it on the first neck tattoo, or how did it creep into? Uh, I think it was. I think it was when I got like this one tattooed. Like I sort of yeah. just got the outline of a stag head, and like I came home, and she was like, I can't even look at you. <laughs> so it was like, ah, oh, you know, you should have seen how she re reacted like, when I started getting my face done, like, like shit thrown at me and <laughs> yeah, 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 go mental. <laughs> yeah, she has told me not to do my arms, neck or face or hands. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then I just fucking, I just, I don't know. I can't control it. It's not, it's not me deciding anymore. It's the space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the symmetry. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not my not my fault. It's blank space that needs filling. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my hands are next on the agenda. But, um, yeah, was that that literally the the reason you went? Oh no, sorry, I got the, I just got the shot. <clears throat> um, M's M's great aunt who was like ninety nine was one of the coolest like women ever. She died a few years ago, and she was just like always like this enigma in the family. Like no one really knew what she did during the war and stuff. And she used to come up with all these phrases. So one of them, if she kind of didn't know something, she'd be like, if something like caught her by surprise, like oh I didn't know that, she'd say oh well blind a maggot, as if like oh you know I've I've never heard that before. And then um. So that was just a weird like Norwich phrase that she used to say. So we were going through all the names and we thought, oh, blind a maggot. And then we just took out the A and then blind maggot sounded quite like, sounds quite gnarly, a little bit like people, it would upset some people. So it was like, perfect. And that was it really. <laughs> and then we found out, yeah, she's, we, since she's died, we've like been looking at like what she's left in the house. So she's got like all these diaries and things. It's, she's, I think there's going to be a documentary about her. So um, yeah, hopefully if she comes. A... <laughs> She's very, very interesting lady. Okay. What she did in the war and stuff. So we're getting all the, um, well, her, Em's family's getting all her like diaries translated because they're all written in perfect German. Oh, oh wow. But no one knew why she can speak perfect German. So hmm. oh, wow. leave that with that family. Yeah. So. Oh. You said it, not me. I don't know, but she's yeah. <laughs> um, could be. She always used to just chuckle if you said, "Oh, what did you do during the war?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be like love that. I will, yeah, I know. I'd love to be like. I think I am going to be anyway. Like the fucking crazy auntie who you run away to. That's 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 the persona that I'm making for yeah. myself. Yeah, that's it, really. Oh, um, so take us through, if I, Ruth, you take this. So take us through a day in the life of Jesse and Blind Maggot. Uh, well, Blind Maggots, I've, this is, I've got three companies now, three businesses, because okay. it sounds like that's like triple the amount of work, but it isn't. It's kind of like they all just feed into each other. So um, there's... The screen printing studio is probably the biggest like <clears throat> time thing. So with that, we do like education, we supply screens. Um, we've taken all the commission work that we used to do and just we just 
give it out to other studios basically so cool all our printing is basically blind maggot unless like once every like month or two there might be a job come up that we're like oh that's that's for us we'll take that one because that's a fucking dream so we'll take the little dream ones and then just siphon off the others um, awesome. yeah so i blocked out a lot of my time really like i i've just found out that i don't have to wait for people to give me work you could kind of just like build what your day wants to look like for yourself so yeah i used to just work like 9 a.m till 10 or 11 or however long until i just dropped or finished the job but now i pretty much end every night at about six um don't work weekends anymore unless it's a market stall which i enjoy doing anyway yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah no I've, i think i've got it really sussed and i feel very happy and chill and not stressed at the moment so awesome. yeah it took me a long time to get here yeah. really like nine years of absolute stress and shit where wow. i was just trying to be a people pleaser i was just saying yes to everyone and yeah you know someone comes to you stressed out and they're like oh i need this thing last minute and then you're like oh okay yeah sure i'll do that and then you and just, you just rip take all the, the stress. stress and, yeah, yeah, but you pass it around as well. So yeah. then you become yeah. the asshole who wants everything next day. And then you're you're spending half your day on the fucking phone tracking some shirts from Rallywise, which is just like, what am I doing? I'm just reacting yeah. to their shit. So pushing everyone out is being the biggest um, bonus for us. <laughs> just <laughs> close, closing, literally closing the gate. Yeah. They can't come in. And uh, if they get over the gate, it's got like fucking, you know, razor wire on it so, so <laughs> if they get over thing. that yeah if they get on over that then i'll listen to them i'll, I'll hear about their brand that's about to blow up challenge now yeah um awesome. like a like a ramp for lamp like a ramp to jump over at the front sue makes it yeah go on like genuine, we could just sit out there on some garden furniture and yeah. see who makes it over oh, yeah it's, it's carnage awesome. out there Mm. That's awesome. Really? So, so uh, <clears throat> have you got any hobbies outside of the brand? I kind of make my hobbies into businesses. <laughs> so, okay. So it's basically what I, if I enjoy doing it and I'm going to spend my time doing it, I enjoy doing business things. So I enjoy selling. I enjoy making. So, for example, I used to do a lot of, um, just like on the side, I think a lot of people got into it in the last three or four years. It's just like trading stocks and shares. And then, then it kind of got into like cryptocurrencies and now it's like NFTs and like loads of stuff like that. So there's like a whole business opportunity there that I'm doing. Um, That's just something I did on the side, but now I'm like, actually this is fucking exciting, but it's also, it can feed into, it can easily feed into squeegee and ink because there I teach people about social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah. NFTs, social media, that's really, that's going to be a really hot topic over the next six months. And then it also feeds into brands because they're going to be used in brands. Um, awesome. So uh, I, I suppose a hobby is long distance running where I basically go and follow my wife and she's always ahead of me and I'm just like watching her get hey, further and further into the distance. <laughs> and then she's like, I'll wait for you in the car. And then like, that's <laughs> that's it. And then she signs me up to, she, she knows what time of day she can ask me whether she wants to sign me up to a race in the really, <laughs> in the really distant future. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll be fit by then. 
there's another fucking half marathon that I've like accidentally signed up to. <laughs> and I vomit after every one, by the way. I don't, wow. I'm just, I'm awful. I'm just getting, I drag myself around and I'm not sure why. And then I puke. <laughs> and then, then we all go to the pub and I'm white as a sheet. Yeah. So I think that's my hobby, but it's not a very fun one. Growing <laughs> okay. up or the marathons? Okay. Which one? Growing up or the marathons? <laughs> I'd call the long distance running the hobby, and then the marathons are just like meetups. They're always like a family thing where we've roped in some relatives or my like father-in-law or something. And well, yeah. He comes and thrashes it, and then they actually go and have a shower. And then come back and I'm I'm just coming in. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. That is actually what happens because they stagger this at the beginning as well. So they're like, oh, I've got time for a shower, eat my banana. I'll get back to the stadium and see Chess come back in. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. I don't know why I do it, really. <laughs> well, anyway. it's, it's more than I do. I, I, um, I cycled to the other job uh, yesterday <clears throat> and it nearly fucking killed me. It's, it's like a mile. <laughs> I got there, which is like, no, I'm just really, really out of breath. <laughs> yeah, I haven't cycled anywhere in about two years. So, yeah, that was a bit of a shock to the system next to the car. And I was just like, oh, I either walk there, but I'm late, or I can bomb it down on the bike. And I just wish I'd walked and been late. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I left my bike there as well. I said to the boss, I was like, do you mind if I leave my bike here overnight? I can pick it up in the morning. Left it there for four days. I was like, I'm not touching that again. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. <laughs> Yesterday I walked in and um, I was a bit like coming back and uh, you could see I was a bit stressed like leaving and that. And he was like, oh, by the way, your bike's over there. And I was just like, yeah, I think that's going to stay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But in these in these hot days, if you get sweaty, yeah. you're just going to flop sweat. You're just in flop sweat all fucking day now. Yeah. You might as well just, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just yeah. horrendous at the moment. Yeah, I've just, well, uh, I didn't know if I was going to recover in time for this, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of like, Obviously, blind mugget is kind of like a um, what's the kind side of, shoot? Yeah, sort of thing. Mm. So do you have any plans for kind of where you're trying to steer it, kind of over like the next year or so? Like, I know obviously you're using it as like a like a platform to, to you know try new techniques and stuff like that and everything. But do you have any like plans to actually push it more, kind of like on I guess on like the e-commerce side and stuff like that? Um, not particularly in e-commerce not in e-commerce but we are in one shop and we just did it because they asked us and they have a rail of our stuff and then for the first few weeks we sold like i don't know four shirts then the next week it's one shirt but in the last like month it's been like oh okay you're getting like 500 quid a week or something so we're like what Um, and they're like yeah 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 come and restock it because we've sold out all your jumpers what the fuck like we sold like one shirt for the first like that's the thing you have to be there for ages yeah. to see anything happen so now we're like gonna put all the festival stuff in the shop and then they take like oh, what's their commission i don't know 20 30 percent something like that um so you just leave it there yeah, like, yeah. this is a treat and it's right in town mm. there's there's no effort there really so i believe in having lots of different um streams of income and never relying on one thing so if we've got the shop We've got our monthly markets. When when a market comes up that it sounds really like good. So for example, this brewery's having like the summer fair. 
um, will definitely do that because they're targeting that anyway. They need like five or six stalls. They contacted us. So that seems good. Uh, and then maybe once a year do a festival because we want to. And we could hire, like I nearly hired three members of staff for fucking NAS. Oh, really? and that would have been so embarrassing yeah because it was oh, yeah. one of the suggestions from someone else who'd been there sure. like all the other storeholders they'd been there many times and they yeah. all had staff sure. so it's like they were expecting a lot lot more and yeah. then this was like a weird year mm. so the other storeholders were coming up to us and being like that looks good on the organizers though does it it's like kind of you've told everybody it's sold out and it kind of blatantly hasn't mm. You know? Yeah, there was there was a lot of excuses and stuff like oh the cost of living crisis. We're like they're not paying fucking mortgages in the yeah. They're like, <laughs> do you mean like the cost of whatever weird drugs? Like I was offered weird shit. <laughs> I didn't even know what one of these packets was, and they were like that was like at ten o'clock in the morning. I was like I don't even know what it is. I don't take drugs anyway. Wow. I'm definitely not taking whatever that is. <laughs> ten a.m. on my stall. <laughs> I was trying to catch his shadow. Yeah, I'll be like 12 p.m. I'll be on the skateboard, like wetting myself or something in public. I just skateboarding no. up the wall. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, let's sod that. But yeah, it was. Um, and then they're trying to get us to go to Boardmasters, but oh, be and good. I, I do, I do see how Boardmasters could be good, but there's like different areas where they can put you. So one of them is yeah. like this two. 2.4 by 2.4 meter they're basically pre-built little huts mm -hmm. whereas I, I don't think i could earn enough out of that space to make it worthwhile well, do you know what i mean like per and I, like displaying it and everyone's in huts i want to yeah. stand out want to have my flags so if i was on the beach i'm just i'm just waiting to see if they have like a last minute really really cheap deal and then i might go just because i want to go to cornwall for the week yeah but i'm not hiring staff for this shit it's not yeah. um, I'd hire staff for Glastonbury, and that's about yeah. it. They're so expensive, yeah. the stalls for Glastonbury. Like so I've looked into I've looked into some of the big festivals, and it's they're extortionate. What kind of thing? Like, like what kind of ballpark? Or so I haven't actually seen the prices yet. We've just seen like the requirements. I, I haven't looked in a, in a few years because it's just put me off. But we looked mm. at um, where is it? Was it? I'm trying to think of the last big event I looked at. In fact, say that last big event I looked at was probably Brighton Tattoo Convention. Mm. and that was silly money <clears throat> but like a weekend it was like six grand seven grand or something like that and it yeah. was kind of like most of the time where you were being put it's kind of like in a hallway off to the side you were never going to be in the main the main mm. hall because that's where all the tattoo artists are now like the rest of the space is kind of like nobody hangs around there it's not yeah. where the bars are it's not where any of the interesting shit is and stuff like that. So it's like, why am I going to pay that amount of money just to, you know, mm. to be there for 12 hours overall or whatever? Yeah, it's um, And not sell anything because the amount of times that we've been and kind of seen <clears throat> clothing brands there and they're always dead. Never mm. anybody at the stalls. And it's like, it's just not really worth it. But I don't know. I mean, we're kind of looking into the ones that are kind of a little, like a step down from like the Glastonbury's and Reddins and stuff like that. Looking at like maybe like like Slam Dunk or Two Thousand Trees. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I'd love to do Boardmasters. That'd be awesome. But oh, I, I know the guy's contact and he's got a space open, so you can okay. yeah, you can. Right, no, right. What I think would be a really good idea, like, is if you had a really big gazebo. Like I've I've only we've only got a four point five by three, which isn't huge, but it's chunky enough. 
if you could get that in, why not go as two businesses? Yeah, that'd be cool. And then like two of you can fuck off down to the sea and watch the surfing, yeah. come back, like split the rails so that you're splitting the because you can still have stock in the back in vans and stuff and just both kind of do it alongside each other. If you sell his stuff, it's fine. Just sell each yeah. other's shit. I always think that, like, just collaborate over, like, competition because you're not really, like, there's, there's this book and it was said this thing. It says, like, if you have one vending machine on its own in, a, in like, a shopping centre, mm -hmm. people are like, oh, should I get a Coke? But if you have a Coke one and then a Pepsi one, they're like, which one should I get? Yeah, so yeah. it's not a decision of like should i get one it's like oh the choice that's why markets go together uh, that's why okay. yeah. that's why like you get costa next to a starbucks and you're like oh they're only competing no they're they're vibing off each other it's yeah, yeah. that's why shops have to congregate and market so um yeah no, i'd love that idea. yeah <clears throat> i think that'd be really cool. especially at something like broadmasters where it's kind of like it's by the beach and stuff like that and like yeah. you know that'd be really cool yeah, and you want to trust so, the person who's on your store. You don't want to just get two random teenagers yeah. who are just fucking, they can't speak to people. They haven't got, like, yeah. social skills. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> there's, like, blubbering, and then they shit themselves because the card reader isn't, like, reading the reception. So you want you want someone with, <laughs> you know, a bit of something behind them. So. Did, you get, did you get any of the ones where it's kind of like it's, it's customers that come up, but they're not really customers, they're just having a look. But you'll say hello to them, and they kind of just ignore you. And it's like, and think you're gonna just leave. <laughs> I I had this lad. I had this lad, and M was watching on like a chair that we'd set up across the park. And because you know when someone goes in your store, you just kind of like you want to keep a distance, but you want to be there in case they need you. He had a lollipop in his mouth. It was like quite late, but not that late. He didn't say one word to me. He and he managed to like buy something off me. Like he bought a bum bag thing, or they call it festival bags or man bags, not bum bags. And he didn't say one word. He just nodded with his little lollipop in his in his mouth. Like, <laughs> was like that's a tenner. And he's like, it's like fucking, who are these weirdos? But are you, do you mean like the people who come up on your store and go, oh, I'll come back later? No, so no. we've had it a couple of times where people will come up and they'll start picking stuff up and you'd say to them, like, oh, you know, like not being sales or anything, you just go, hi, how's it going? And they'll literally just like, they won't even look at you. They'll carry on what they're doing and just completely ignore you and like look at other stuff. Have you never mm. had any of those? Is it just me? No, yeah, I just, um, I just don't really, I don't, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't, I like if they want to talk, they talk, but I don't take anything like, even if they say shit about your stuff, it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. this is like one guy came up and he was kind of basically just slagging me off because my prices were too expensive for him. And he was like, I'm uh -huh. not paying fucking 45 quid for a hoodie. I'm just fucking cold. I just want an effing, effing, effing. And I'm like, this isn't the store for you. We're selling nice stuff. Um, yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And, he's wow. like, and I showed him four different hoodies. Like, don't like it. That's for girls that's too expensive it's like i don't fucking care if you buy my shit mate just get off my store yeah. so he, i suppose was he 12 no he was he was middle-aged and then oh, another no, guy oh. was shouting at me for not having shorts no he was saying oh i have to pay 25 quid for some shorts I'm like, i don't fucking care i haven't got shorts fuck off um i think my my give a fucks is very low darcy so um they can they can come in my stall and look around or not or yeah. whatever they want um yeah i'm 
I'm done trying to read people and like yeah. what they're feeling. <laughs> No, fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's a good way to say. It's a good way to be. I'm just in, completely incapable of doing doing it. I'm just like love me, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything nice. Oh. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> I wore your shirt, so you know that's enough Thank love you. for you to Thank say. You. I'm not yeah. even wearing one of my own. So yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to wear one of yours today as well. Oh, yeah. Why the fuck I was going to? Do? <laughs> I was going to wear the socks, but I'm too hot. So. <laughs> um, so just kind of getting on to the like is art, art and design side of things then. So are you, you guys doing everything in yourselves or are you working with artists every now and again? Or yeah, so um, Em does quite a lot of it. Um, we, she did the logo and that type of thing. I found out that I'm really just a technician so that's where I, that's where I, that's my where that's my happy place someone gives me a design I make it look like the design on a shirt that's what I'm good at yeah, yeah. I'm like good at taking shit files where they're blurry and then making them really neat and printable that's that's where I fit in um if I try and draw something it's just like a mess I have no idea where she's got like an illustration degree I'm technically got a graphic design degree but I can't draw really um so with the like sourcing the artwork, she either just does it herself or we just go on those um, pages on Instagram where you just find some either tattoo artists who are selling flash or just people who are doing those t-shirt designs. Mm -hmm. Just take the file off them, don't really commission them that much. And then from that, then we can like change all the text. We can like get rid of stuff that we don't like. We don't do this back and forth, making it perfect with the artist. Yeah, yeah take it and we know how to do that all the rest of it yeah um yeah so we might use one design over three different garments um in different ways so like might make it a two color over here a single color and an embroidery for example so yeah it's very we cost effective yeah to jack on the on the last episode episode one and he kind of does something similar with um with kind of the way he sources his artwork sort of thing like he he basically has a list of designers he likes but he just kind of checks all them out and a few other designers every now and again and if they've got like an element of you know a designer or a specific thing like he basically just gets them to send like the whole design even if it's got text and then he just does it himself yeah it's kind of you know straight to the course isn't it it's kind of and i've done it with designers too like you know um you know, when it comes to like you know adding in text and and logo or sayings or you know word art and shit like word art fucking hell where'd that come from <laughs> Typography. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think I much prefer doing it that way as well. It's kind of just cuts out the fucking bath. I know. There's no there's no point in the back and forth because like trying to like get what's in your head um, back to the designer, it's just like too much faff. You might yeah. as well just thank them, give them for they're cheap as well. Some of them yeah. are like 35, 45 quid because they live in a different country like Indonesia or something. Yeah. Where the where you know the pound is stronger over there or like you know they can get more for their money so yeah but every so often we might do like a trade swap with a tattooist or something um because that's better for us because like, we come in you know get a free tattoo you give us a design so yeah. we're both kind of winning but we don't push it that's cool it's just just if they offer it so they don't feel under any pressure for it yeah. um yeah other than that Having the skills of Illustrator, Photoshop, you can just use Separation Studio now just to fucking yeah. anything. 
I've been using that. Um, yeah, piece of cake. So, I don't know how people do it without the <clears throat> print studios successfully. Have you come across anyone yet who doesn't print it themselves? Do you know like brands mm -hmm. and you get all these like young men basically as the massive majority of them. There are women as well, but if you think about it, like I'm coming across like maybe three or four young men every single day saying mm -hmm. I'm starting a brand. Um, We're getting them too, don't worry. Yeah, so they're either... The, the ones that I see it successful aren't the ones who are commissioning us to print them their shirts. And then it's very, very rare that they'll come back and order a lot more and then sell those out and order a lot more. The ones that I see as successful are the ones who bring it completely in-house mm -hmm. and do small runs, adapt, like maybe even just like print. Um, I want to say print on demand, but that's a dirty word now. But print as the orders come in, screen print it. Yeah, um, and, and then they build and then they can put it like once they've done that a few cycles and they've actually got some money then they can spend that money on you know a drop for example yeah. but i haven't seen it work in any other way because they just overspend yeah because they haven't got the audience to sell the shirts they haven't thought they think that like there's like this weird hype that they're going to be able to tap into on instagram and sell out it's just not mm -hmm. a thing um yeah we had one um with Unky Cow uh, a few months ago. Rube, I told you about it, obviously. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came to us and he was exactly in that bracket and he had this idea to start a brand and he was going to sell these t-shirts for £90. And like, you know, it, 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 he was printing on heavyweight AS colour tees and it was like single colour print. It's kind of like, you know, the brands that I think are doing that successfully, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry my, i don't know what happened there um, <laughs> <laughs> like hera and you know I'm, I'm and what one represent yeah represent they're like i think a lot of their garments it's all cut and sew and everything like it's all custom yeah. cut mm. garments that's why they can kind of like charge a premium i think a lot of people see those brands and go oh i can do that i'll just go to a screen printer and buy me in some black and it's kind of like, it's not really the same thing. It's like, you're going to end up with a nice result, but it's kind of, I don't know, like, um, uh, like morally, I feel a little bit conflicted by it because it's kind I of, know. Like, I know yeah. what that's worth. Yeah. And it's like eight or nine quid at best. Yeah. I've, I've seen the slow kill of people who I really like and I'm trying to give so much advice to, but they're just doing stupid shit. It doesn't make sense. Like they're importing blanks from America because they're they're thick i'm like i could get that in stanley so it's just the ultra heavy one yeah what's the difference oh, oh this is a special american one so if anyone gives a fuck who are you selling this to yeah. you're not saying like a-list drugs down the back of an alley where they're like gonna feel the shirt and go mm, mm, what's that that must be from fucking america no one gives a shit yeah um <laughs> i don't know it's yeah it's really weird yeah. i think it's like social media people hyping it up saying like all you need to do for a brand is go direct to garment and use like fucking guild and heavyweights and then i don't know i think there's some weird fud going on in the yeah fake um there was a propaganda video store <laughs> of one of these people that are um kind of like pinning themselves as a bit of an expert in like the the whole digital printing field and stuff mm. like young young person um, who's obviously started their own business and they're only trying to do well, but they started talking about screen printing. And so it was like, 
screen printing is basically DTG, but you're putting paint in a screen. Oh, you sent me that video. Oh no! no. (laughs) For fuck's sake! But um, yeah, I think that's a really good segue to have a bit of a chat about garments because you've got a little bit of a interesting. Yeah, I'm really harsh on my opinions on garments. Um, So, like, for years when I was printing for other people, they would bring me whatever. And I'd even let them bring me a box of shirts and I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's not fucking fine. Don't just, as a screen printer, supplying your own shirts is is like a really easy way to make your life easier. Um, So they might bring me a box of Gildans or something and then I'd do my print on and then it would look like kind of like rough. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what the fuck is happening here? So I'd do another hit and it still like doesn't look quite right. Yeah. But you have to give it to them because that's what they're asking for. And I was like, okay. And then maybe in a box of a hundred, you'd get two with like a tiny oh, little yeah. hole, yeah. loads of these threads going across the print. Um, they'd, they'd be like wonky. So then your print looks shit. Yeah. So for a while, I let that pass and I would even buy in Gildan's, I would buy in more shirts to replace the shit shirts that they'd supplied just so I can give them the hundred or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then I don't know really why I did it just for ages. Mm-hmm. And then I found out about, I kind of got into um, learning about uh, how they treat their, their people who work in their factories and stuff. But Chelsea, and they've, re- they've released an environmentally friendly range now. Mm, doing mm. everything right mm. but it's yeah it sounds like <coughs> oh yeah but they're no they've got this token it's kind of like a corporation bringing out like it's, it's they've, they've got this they've got this like gay disabled like racial biracial person and then they bring that person out for pride yeah and you're yeah. like oh good okay well they are inclusive and then they just bring them back and put them in the back office again mm-hmm. yeah it's like that yeah, it's, it's exactly weird that. it's yeah. great washing it's yeah um, I think it's a bit of a trend with brands at the minute. Um, I think there's quite a few brands that are doing it and really mm. eco lines and everything. And it's yeah. kind of just like, but you haven't dialed back the other shit you're doing. It's not like you, like, I, I'd have more tolerance with it is if they were like, okay, we're reducing what we're doing in this main factory by 25% and putting that 25% into the, the eco stuff that we're doing, right? I, mm. I, you know, I'd be more on board with that because that's taken away from the damage that they're doing and they're moving in the right direction. But the fact that they're going, no, we're going full steam ahead with you know our original plan, but now we're also doing this to make you feel better about us. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it just feels really fucking fake. Yeah, the more you the more you dig about Gildan, mm-hmm. the worse it gets. Like there's in in our trade magazine. I don't know if um, you both read it, but in like the, there's like <clears throat> promotion and images. Mm-hmm. They both run similar articles. So here it's like Gildan pr- have like the biggest profits they've ever yeah, had yeah, in, awesome. uh, ever. And then on this side, it's like oh, Gildan factory workers are protesting because they get five dollars an hour a day, a day, not an hour, a day. And the minimum wage in that country is $11 a day. Mm. So it's like, why are they not getting $11? It's not like, it's, so we, they need unions in these factories. And also they don't like, they're not looking after the factory workers. They're kind of just letting the factories take the blame on that bit, like how they yeah. treat the staff. 
-hmm. And it's not funny because then those factories go, oh, I've got too much work. And they give it to sweatshops, basically, which are completely unmonitored. People mm -hmm. working from their houses, they're like child labor. It goes on and on and on. And it's not just once where like, oh, you slap your hand and they don't do it again. It's yeah. all the time, like now in 2022. So it's gross. I don't have a, if someone even sends me a sample <laughs> on a fucking guild and I don't have it in, that all we do is person came to the door the other day and she's like, oh, can I give you the brochures? And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to waste your brochures, love. There's, um, it's not happening. <laughs> you're, not, you're not coming in. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, but we have got a vegan one. It's like, no, you haven't. You've yeah, got, we've got the vegan one. You've got one. Yeah, it's not <laughs> fucking vegan. It's like an eco something recycled bottles. So I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like put, it's making sure everyone sees you put your recycling out, but then you're like burning tires in your back garden. Yeah, yeah. And we're all just like supposed to like lap that up. Um, so I just cut them out and I just do Stanley Stella. Yeah, we've, we've gone a very, very similar way um, in the sense that, you know, I mean, with the brand, we've only ever used um, Earth Positive, Stanley Stella and uh, AS Color. Um, everything we do like you know we haven't ventured anywhere else have no plans to yeah um but you know with the print business it's kind of like we constantly get people like coming to us and it's kind of like can you print on gildens and we've just said no now it's going to be shit because you're printing on a crap garment um and kind of like you know i'm experiencing that on a daily basis at my other job now because they only print pretty much on Gildens because it's all band merch and stuff and it's like the prints just like they're not nice yeah. you know like we printed on some um earth positives over there today and they came out lovely mm. uh, just like why aren't you pushing this more yeah. like, you know, it's like look at the difference in quality and mm. uh yeah but I mean we've kind of stopped stopped taking them on now and like when people come to us and they're like, we've got our own garments. We kind of do treat it on a job-by-job -job basis. You and need to ask twice with that question because they say, oh, yeah, I've got my own garments. And then yeah. you say, oh, how many have you got? Where did you get them from? What price did you pay? They yeah. can't answer any of those questions because they haven't got their own fucking garments. Mm -hmm. They're going to get them and yeah. they're just seeing. They haven't got a box of garments there. What are they like? Where did they get those off the back of a truck? It's not happening. Yeah. They, they're going to get them in because they think they can get them cheaper off. Yeah. by t-shirtsonline.com yeah. and, and it's like isn't that exactly the same as like bringing your own parcel of meat to the restaurant and going oh <laughs> i got this no it's already dead it's already wrapped up can you yeah, cook yeah. that for me and the butcher's just <laughs> like yeah but i only know how to do nice meat and they're like oh it's it's nice it's good shit it's still fresh and they're supposed to go back to the kitchen and cook the best meal they've ever cooked with it it's complete bullshit and i don't know why our um, industry takes lump it of unknown meat <laughs> yeah and i'm fucking vegan but yeah i it's like i don't know it's like me bringing my own tofu in um <laughs> it's just fucking stupid i sound like really grumpy but i am oh, done oh, oh, i'm oh, done oh. with it yeah. so yeah keep asking me stuff because i'm fucking i've got so many No, that's fine. It's yeah, as I said, I mean we've kind of have gone down a similar route to you and it's like we don't print on guilds and shit anymore. We've we've got a guy coming in tomorrow actually. He's coming and dropped some gear off, but he's he's basically he's a boxer and he's got a like 30 
tracksuits, 30 sweatshirts and 30 yeah. and they're all like champion and they're branded already and then yeah. nice garments and stuff like that and it's friendly and it's kind of like you know all right I'll work with you but then you get the ones it's like I, I've, I've got six gildan heavies that I want a six color print on by tomorrow can you do that for me no yeah, <laughs> yeah they're the fun ones they're the fun ones it's like why not why not yeah but there will be someone in the town who'll do it and they can't they can't be earning money they're just they might even be keeping the lights on and thinking but they're probably working for they're probably not taking any money home or they don't know they don't know their finances so they don't know they're just like operating at a loss yeah. and turnover it doesn't fucking matter i've had turnover like four times what i'm doing now but turnover isn't profit yeah. I'm much more profitable. I'm taking home a lot more, but I'm doing less mm. because I know where to put my energy now. Um, I know how to cherry pick the jobs and not like go, oh yeah, I'll put that number on the back of the football shirt if he comes up because yeah, that's that's probably an hour and a half mm-hmm. of faffing, waiting for the heat, the heat press to heat up. Yeah, the vinyl. It's just all. Yeah, people, there are people getting in the industry who just have never done their maths. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I did that for a long time, but I've learned now. So. You do buy them as well, though. We've got some. Um, I don't know what I put it on, but we've got we've got we've got a lot from the you floor. know the old days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got loads of band vinyl. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, we just, we've got into lots of things accidentally and we've still got like stuff around uh i've chucked a lot of things i i've accidentally bought uh oaky toner i've bought sublimation i've bought uh fucking loads of stuff. i used to do car. mugs sorry didn't, didn't you vinyl your car yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's oh shit I can vinyl my car if I want. It looks like a tattoo studio because it's like a flash car. It's like it's got like a, like a dagger on the back that also my mum hates, so it's staying. Um, like a little switch knife. Um, yeah, like I can if I want to, but it's not something that I would do for other people ever because it's a shag, yeah. and we haven't got the facilities for it, and there's not enough money in it for us. Yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> you've got so, been very quiet i have i've just been waiting for my turn <laughs> so would you say that you're in the dream job now screen printing or was there something that when you were younger maybe that you thought yeah shit that's what i want to do um i still get very like like i really if i wasn't if i had a few days off i genuinely would probably come in and do some like artwork I'd probably okay. like make a series, like I can do paper prints as well. So I'd probably get some really big screens, expose some stuff on and just make some artwork. Like that would be like a really fun day for me. If I had like a couple yeah. of beers, shit music on, um, <laughs> I'd be like a like a pig and shit. Like that would genuinely be how I enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah. But then it just, you just get pulled into jobs that aren't enjoyable and you it's up to you to pull yourself away from them and like make your day fun again and yeah it's only in the last couple of months where we have made more money doing our own thing than what we used to so the stress is gone so like we've we've paid off loads of shit like we don't you know do you you know how like they just build up so you have like you might have a few things on finance might have like a loan in the background 
We're just yeah. finally just patting them down, not getting any more. And then yeah. we don't have that stress where we have to like, shit, we have to go make 600 quid by the end of the month or something happens. So then you just, then you're yeah. desperate. And then you go, oh yeah, yeah, I have all those jobs. I have all those jobs. And just then you start taking anything month. on and yeah. yeah. And then you haven't got anything at the end of it. So yeah, we, we do a lot of like, we're, everything we do like in a youtube video for example has like three or four use cases for it so it might yeah. be the youtube views it might be um we might be recommending a product in there we might be we're selling the shirt that we're printing in there in that video yeah um the the video will be a basis for a, uh an article in a magazine it, 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 we try and layer in as many ways of making money yeah when we're building all these little videos and assets, they, we basically call it, we call it assets. Yeah. So if we, yeah. yeah, we spend our time making assets that pay us for the long term instead awesome. of just, yeah, making quick, like awesome. easy jobs. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah. It doesn't pay off in the short term though. It's like, we've been doing this, we've been setting this up for well over a year and now we're getting paid for it. So it is, it does seem desperate in those times when you have to like, go oh fuck i could make this video that's not going to pay me for six months or i could do this quick job just let that in but then you just yeah the time so yeah now it's paying off steadily so we're we're in a nice space awesome hmm. so that's wicked kind of ties quite nicely into like the social media side of things because mm -hmm. uh, you're a bit of a bit of a wizard I haven't actually done any effort into Blind Maggot at all uh, for social media, like none. I like might post a photo, copy and paste some hashtags in it. It's like no effort at all. But um, like you talk about like TikTok and like... Yeah, I mean, just in general, really. I mean, it's kind of... And, you know, obviously I, I, I don't want to focus on Squid and Inc or anything like that because it's kind of like we've invited you on to chat about the brand sort of thing. But it's kind of like it is kind of encapsulated into one little bit, isn't it? So yeah. it's kind of like just kind of like a, I don't know, just the the whole rundown, I guess. Really, what I what I would do if I was trying to promote Blind Maggot on social media. Hmm. Okay, so I think the the number one thing about all social media should be about collecting emails, like one hundred percent first thing. Like it's not about how many views you get likes you get even sales on instagram it's the emails because they're the things that are going they're still incredibly important yeah. you can still build that list and that's where people are buying from like and then i use tiktok for awareness but they're not like tiktok is integrating shopping in there so it's getting useful and you might get some impulse buys but i feel like getting the eyeballs on you that's on TikTok and using TikTok as a platform, as a tool to like make your videos look good. Like yeah. with all their editing software and they're syncing up to yeah. the music, you just fly in five videos and it looks really like neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so it's a really difficult area, isn't it? Like streetwear brand tattoo inspired. It's absolutely saturated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if I was trying to boost blind maggot now for until Christmas, for example, I would either use myself because I'm free and I'm here, or I would get somebody in to be the face of that brand so that 
my adverts are associated with a person 100 percent, because otherwise you're doing advertising for the other 10 streetwear brands and no one quite knows yeah. where they saw that thing because yeah. people relate to mm. a person mm. so i'd get a person um and they would probably jump on like maybe 30 percent of the videos are like trends and then you can really dial in seo on tiktok now if you say it write it write it in the captions and then you can even go into the back end and do the hashtags so it's it's there for the taking and i might tap into it but i'm kind of like focusing on the wholesale and the shops and the markets but um yeah it's it's definitely there and then reels over instagram posts 100 percent reels get shit ton of engagement and youtube shorts like by far like youtube shorts are fucking mad and they're trying really hard on them so short form videos is where i'd put all my focus and the funnel funnel goes short form video emailer um then that's the buy there that's how i'd set it up okay do you um have a favorite platform favorite platform as a as a consumer or as a person who makes stuff like probably Mm. youtube i think so because like as a consumer you can now sit on youtube and watch it like telly and i feel like young people are doing that yeah and uh yeah you can just like self-educate and as a person making the videos it's i don't know how you do it for a brand really but um have you seen anyone do it well for a brand using youtube as a platform I can think of them kind of like when you see if you do see brands on YouTube it's never I mean from what I've seen anyway it's never in kind of like they've got a dedicated channel or whatever it's kind of they're just adverts that pop up through a video you know what I mean yeah Mm. so I don't know I don't don't really know how it would work for a brand unless you're kind of you know you're tying it in like you are with Squid and Ink stuff Mm. Uh, that obviously is a nice tie-in sort of thing but doing it just as a brand is i don't know it's a bit yeah. Yeah. As, uh, sorry go on, no, go on i haven't got anything you go oh um, i was just gonna say um i found um me and darcy were talking about them recently um have you heard of have, well, have you seen um unfinished legacy no I haven't um, so oh, so um is it is it the guy who does um he's got a screen on the floor yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah i know you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's, so he's done i originally one. found yeah yeah i mean like it's all like very arty and stuff isn't it and it's yeah um well i originally found him on youtube um and it's like so obviously they do all their own screen printing and stuff and yeah and i think that was i think that channel was more or less built around the screen printing and the kind of like aesthetic that went along with the brand mm. but um yeah, yeah cool. i have um yeah I, no yeah no um, that that is he's a good one because again he's not selling you the shirt he's just showing you around his studio yeah so just like coming along for the journey sort of thing yeah like that yeah. is um it's something that i found on social media that is the most engaging way to do it if someone feels like they're being sold to like if you ever mention price they'll shut yeah. up instantly or they'll swipe up because they think it's an ad Mm-hmm. So the way to get
get through to those people is to like soft sell educate them on something interesting even if it's if you're showing like a shirt and you're just showing printing it and then you show the shirt it's like okay great but if you say this shirt is a special shirt because we use puff on it that means it does this look how fucking cool this raises up and the shirt blank isn't an ordinary shirt blank it's like it's like made from fucking, I don't know, recycled something. You're educating them on like two or three points that they now know about and they feel like they're like in on it with you. Yeah. So if anyone asks them, they go, oh, they, they print on recycled shirts and they do puff and they tell their friends. No one's going to say, I saw the shirt. It was quite cool. They have nothing to yeah. carry the conversation on with. Like there's, there's has to be like a level of education in there. Like, that guy's even showing you how he prints, right? So he's showing you like yeah. his screen. Yeah, it to us, our organs are like curling up inside because he's printing four times, but it works for him because he's trying to do oversize. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's it, pretty much the only way that you can do that DIY. And it look, does look cool. And yeah. then like people are a bit buying into it because it is DIY. So yeah, yeah I can I see why he's successful. There's that weird kind of line, isn't there, with the DIY? It's kind of like either it's shit because it's in somebody's bedroom or it's hipster. Mm. And it's like, where, where's that, where is that line sort of thing? So it's like yeah. I printed it in my garage on like a little fucking single arm press and it, and I, I was doing shit prints, but I didn't sell any, you know? Mm. <laughs> where's my millions? <laughs> I know, I know. You didn't have a drone. You didn't lay them yeah, all out on the yeah, floor and then do drone shot. drone to the garage. I know. Um, yeah, I want a fucking drone. I don't know what I'd drone, but I just want it. I'll just go into the... Yeah, I know. Um, but I think there's massive potential for brands to get onto TikTok and stuff. Also, going viral and stuff isn't all it's... Um, it's not very good mm. for brands because like people like... Um, there's two media companies that keep contacting us and using our stuff, and it doesn't do anything for us. So it's right. like Lad Bible, once every three months. I've got the link. I can fucking give it to you. Mm. Um, they make you fill in a form. They go, oh, I love your stuff. I'm going to do a compilation on TikTok. And the first time you get that email, you're like, oh, holy shit, it's going to be really cool. It's not that cool. They just, they've got to churn out an absolute ton of content. Yeah, yeah. They take 10 of your clips, hardly even credit you. And it might not even go on proper Lad Bible. It's one of their 10 subsidiary companies. Yeah. Um, there's another media company that does that a few times every so often and you might get a hype in um, followers but then they realize oh this isn't the normal stuff that they do yeah like why am I following them it's like Jesse from Squeegeeing I don't give a shit so they do they, they unfollow you and it's like a really weird artificial it's almost like buying followers Where going are. going viral <laughs> it yeah. looks good but it's actually worth shit like it's I would actually avoid it. Um, yeah, that's it really. Uh, there's yeah, there's lots of little traps out there. Like you must get people asking you, oh, do you want to buy a thousand followers? All the time. Yeah. Social media marketing agency under the sun getting in touch every week and yeah. chasing you eight times when you don't reply. And it's like, take the fucking hint, dickhead. Find mm. for a fucking reason. I, like some of them noticed, you can't yes. actually tell her like fuck off <laughs> yeah. yeah i've, I've oh, noticed yeah. something interesting though like um the digitizers and the vectorizer people um oh, are now using like young women as their catfishing mm -hmm. they do it on alibaba as well yeah. and you're like 
I'm pissed off with this person from Alibaba and they're using like this 20 year old girl's profile picture and they're like doing these cutesy emojis like kissing emojis and I'm like I just gave you like 800 quid and my parcels in fucking Azerbaijan or something I'm I'm not trying to be flirty with you in in your and you're definitely not this person in this profile picture it's a really weird tactic and I hate it yeah um but yeah the digitizers can go fuck themselves um I feel like, they feel like we should all get together and pay someone to just go and to fucking stop them doing it um, I don't know like a like an army of like hit hitman of no I'm not I'm not paying for murder I'm just you know stop like stop the calls yeah just go and break their phone and then they can that's, that's about as far as it'll go. Like, that's Some of my favourite ones are the ones you get in uh, you get in your message request, and it's just a message that says something along the lines of, uh, "Do you run a brand or something yeah. like that?" So, <laughs> obviously, dipshit. Yeah, the worst and one is, "Hi, friend, can I ask you a question?" You're like, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god, if this oh. is a real person and I tell you to fuck off in yeah. the first line, this isn't going to look good." So I have to go. Yes, what's the question? <laughs> And then you're like, yeah, yeah. Or you could, if they go, can I ask a question? You could be like a proper dad and just respond with, you just did. There it is. Oh, yeah, I know. And they were very confused. And funnily enough, (laughs) yeah, I think I scared them. Actually, I do want that digitizing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, no, I just give them my uh, this guy down the road's number because I hate him. <laughs> I also signed him up to Scientology. Um, there, there was this like outreach for Scientology on their website, and I just put his email address in. What's his name, Jesse? The guy I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. We came to an arrangement where <laughs> I pretend that he doesn't exist, right? And then I don't bring any legal action on him, and then okay. he just doesn't cross my path. And okay. then we pretend oh. each other are dead, and then that works. <laughs> he's he's like I trapped I trapped him once about this like super homophobic T-shirt, uh, and then it was awful, like it's really bad. And then I've been referring loads of work to him. And then I caught him in, in the act with it. Told oh, him I'd caught him. Shop, you mean? Yeah, he's got another print print uh, set up. And then like he denied that he knew anything about it. And I've got I've got your mock-up with the image on it, uh, with the horrendous shit. And you were like asking for the deposit. So so we just pretend each other are dead now. And right. that's how it goes. Wow. But he does get contacted by Scientology in the odd. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Can you, Passive can, aggression. Passive can you aggression. send me his number and email privately just so I can forward mine on to him as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah, can we, um, can have, we all get it? <laughs> yeah. Have, I haven't done this to him, but have you heard of shit in a box as well? <laughs> if someone if someone that you really hate, okay, this is the tactic. You wait three months until after the, uh, the argument or the dispute like they they i don't know you're trying to put planning permission in and they dispute it okay wait three months so then they don't know it's you because they probably pissed someone else off in the meantime then there's then there's a website where this farmer goes around and you can pick the animal shit that you want to send somebody anonymously in the post and they're all done on different what's this website called 
Probably shit in a box. Don't shem, send me one. <laughs> shit in a box. So I'm just going to write that down for future preferences. Yeah, I'm sure if you Google that, you'll find <laughs> you're allowed to send one shit twice as harassment. So they, they, they don't send to the same address twice. So you can't keep doing Brilliant. it. But you can pick like goat shit, a little bit nutty. <laughs> or you could go like, you know, pig, heavier in the box, very pungent. <laughs> got a bit of straw in there you know you could pick you they, the farmer go he's he's done it like a website where you filter you can filter from smelly to fat nut. it's the perfect for passive aggressives who don't actually get into arguments but um don't cross me as well because <laughs> that's amazing yeah oh fucking hell. Um, thank you for that golden piece of information yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell um so just in terms of running the brand then i know we've obviously been over a lot and you've done quite a lot in the time you've been running the brand um what do you have like a proudest achievement or something that stands out um the most um i just really enjoy that if i can make my whole day's work printing something that i really enjoy doing and i'm just in here with them and we're just like you know mixing ink colors that we like and we're really proud of the garment that we've just made and then we go oh fuck should we do a how many what should we do on the front and we're like fuck it do a six color it's really difficult and we've got like three different types of ink in there but i think we can do it and then we just like we we managed to spend our time doing something that we really love doing and we're supporting ourselves as well at the same time and people are appreciating it. They're actually buying them. There's like, I don't think there's any more fun than that. Like going down the high street. Yeah, so you like make your stuff during the week. You've had a good time, no stress. Then you go on the market, sell it, and you make someone's day because they bought like what they think is a really nice shirt. And they, they don't want to take it off when they paid for it. That's like, it's just fucking fun. It's yeah. just really enjoyable. So, so how, how kind of, sorry, um, how, how is it actually like working with your other your other half then? Because it's kind of like me and Nick's did it um, for quite a while and still do really, but she does all the admin side of stuff and kind of we've always been in very separate places. Like, mm -hmm. and you know, Ruth, you're the same, you print on your own and stuff like that. I'm yeah, all the time. Um, kind of what's, you know, I, I don't want What's to that dynamic much. like? Yeah. yeah. What's the <clears throat> Um, well, I started the studio quite a lot before Em came on board. She did want to keep it like quite separate. So we had our own things going on. So we still, like, still had interesting shit to talk about at the end of the day, instead of like bringing work home. And then um, it just came to the point where one of like her business was like moving into something else. And she could see that I was struggling in the studio to keep up with everything. And she'd have to come in late at night and help me. So then she went, fuck it, I'll just be employed in here and help you. And so she's got her roles. She's not very customer facing, for example, as I, I don't care, I'm fine with it. She does, she's like moved into like video editing and she's got like a precise mind and I'm a bit like fucking what's next. And I'm a bit like all <laughs> over the place. So she compliments that. Um, like she probably won't take any risks um, unless they're calculated and she's got a plan. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm always trying to push something else through. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. why don't we do this as well? Oh, this is cool. And I'm like, shiny new object syndrome. So um, it is complimentary and she's like, reigns me in. So 
but I also read a shitload. I read loads of business books. I'm like trying to absorb as much as I possibly can. So I, I do all the reading and the, the learning and then I kind of just filter out the best bits for her. Like, yeah. could we do this? And it's got like backups. I've just read all about it or could we put this system in place? And then it's kind of her homework to actually build those things. Yeah. I, so think I think it works. The thing that I would struggle with personally when I'm working on my own, whether it's downcast or winky cow, it's kind of like having somebody there that you can like, like, like bounce off or like, you know, just just ask advice. Like, what do you fucking think of this? Is it shit? Mm. Oh, it's not shit, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like because you know, you, you, when you're working on your own, you have that like whole like inner monologue, like you know, talking to, or at least I do anyway. I yeah. hope not just me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, think, if I can talk to yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not in a, it's not in a dialogue. It's just fucking okay. <laughs> <laughs> doing that for you know eight hours a day or whatever. And it's kind of like you're looking at like you know prints, whether it's stuff for your own brand or whether you're printing for other people and everything. It can get fucking exhausting. Mm. Like just constantly questioning. It's like, is that good enough or what i don't know I, I don't know whether that's kind of down to my own confidence or whatever or kind of whether it's just one of those things of like that's just how people who work alone are do you know what i mean it's yeah like... no it is it is it is very interesting because like you'll both have your own standards for everything so mm. like i might put something through uh, i'm actually like really harsh on what we put out like if it's if it's like a blurry print or something i'm I still take it as like a personal thing like fuck I have to sort that out I can't I can't give that to the customer or I have to do some I have to tell them about it whereas like M might be like come on this is incredibly minor I had to pull you over three times to, to, to just so you could see it you know so we can always like balance each other out and be like come on that is that's perfectly acceptable this is nothing yeah. um, so having someone like that to bounce stuff off but also just keep you on track with your plan so if i'm trying to throw something in like oh should i start doing this and then she's like no it's not in the plan where's that going to get you you're just running down some like other little path mm -hmm. if you what and then she says what you need to be focusing on is is your tasks for the week <laughs> and we've literally got weekly monthly yearly we've got all our targets so i can't really go off that piece unless i like direct it back at the plan and justify it so i think it's keeping keeping each other on the same like targets is really useful yeah. and having those targets in the first place um yeah so you're not just fucking getting through the month <laughs> paying the bills and then you're starting again at the end of the month in the same situation so have you um have you worked with or i guess, or I guess actually but polar <clears throat> opposite to that kind of is there anything any specific things that kind of like you regret or along those sort of lines in starting a brand if there isn't any obviously starting a brand regrets um i've gone into it working for and with other brands for like nine years prior so i've learned off them yeah. So I went into it in a really good way. So I know, like, <clears throat> you know, how to get the designs, how to print it nicely, um, where the cost should kind of go. Um, I know writing your logo on a shirt and 
putting it out there and expecting people to buy it is just not a thing and it's just like you can have that shirt but it's like it's like complimentary in the range but yeah. it's very rare that that one's going to be sold um just learning from other people's mistakes has been a huge thing um if i started 10 years ago i'd probably be printing on gildens and yeah i might do some vinyl on there and i might do I might try out uh, like sending it off to Printful and then, but I didn't have to because I've just watched tens and tens and tens of little brands do all those mistakes and then I can start fresh. So um, I haven't got any regrets yet. Even NAS, I don't think that's a regret. Yes. I think that's, we paid, yeah, yeah, we paid money and a week out of our time. And it's not like shirts go off. We've still got all that stock. Like we paid to learn our demographic. So that was um, really valuable. So I haven't regretted anything yet. I think we're doing oh, all right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. There, there was... Is there anything... No, go on, Rick. I was just going to say, was it, uh, would there be um, like anything you've done you would do differently, like giving a time again? Um, with Blind Maggot, different... Um, I can't think of anything yet. Like we're we're about to get we're thinking about setting up some kind of wholesale system where like we do limited edition drops and sell them to wholesale. So we're gonna learn some stuff there. I don't know if that's gonna be something we regret. We're gonna try it out and then we might come back from it. Um maybe not focusing too much on like big festivals and the big shiny lights, but actually like accepting that Newbury High Street is actually really profitable yeah. it's easy yeah. there's mm. no effort there at all and um we've built up a client base weirdly just from turning up because like the first few we didn't really make much and then again we had to be there yeah. for 10 weeks and then uh, 10 different months i think we've been there for about six or seven actually and then um now it's starting to be really repeatable people are spotting us saying oh what new shirts have you got we're spotting people on the high street with our shirts so um that's cool it's just being patient yeah, because people yeah. quit just before they're successful, and you've just got to keep putting it out there. You yeah, have to see yeah. it like seven or eight times before they're going to buy it. I think we yeah. saw that a lot with kind of brands like throughout COVID as well, kind of like the giving up just before you, you know, just as you're doing well, sort of thing. Yeah, um, and I think like you know, obviously it's a very competitive industry, and kind of we want there really to be as little compet- competitors as possible, but. You know, I get chatting to these brand owners and they're just normal, fucking nice people. And it's going to want them to do well. And then suddenly they disappear. It's just like, oh, I'm going back to my job now. Job now. Mm. Um, and I've just shut the brand down. It's like, why the fuck did you fucking start it? I know. Like, <laughs> like it's, I don't know, it's a weird thing. And it was kind of, that was a whole thing about trying to start this pod is we want to speak to people who've got fucking skin in the game. Mm. It's yeah. kind of like you know we're not necessarily we're not doing it it might be a hobby of ours but it's not our hobby if yeah what i'm saying it's kind of like we like we enjoy it but it's this is like our yeah i'm making money um, yeah yeah thousand percent i hate it when people go um oh i just do screen printing because i i'm passionate about it it's like fuck off you're doing it to make money like everyone else because we all live in a country where we have to pay taxes we have to pay bills. like we're all in it you yeah. can't yeah it's just shut up <laughs> we're, i'm here 100%, i'd love to be a millionaire that's why i'm building like businesses and not just working for somebody else 
I could make yeah. more money working for someone else running their auto if I wanted than I do printing in the studio manually, 100%. But I'm here to like... Sorry? We can swap if you want. No, I'm all right. I'm all right, I'm all right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I'm genuinely trying my hardest to build businesses that are profitable and going to be successful. I don't mind if they take 10 years to build out and then I'm going to like... Yeah. I also don't think I'm just going to like that my, my brand is just going like to pop off, like they say, or just go yeah. nuts or any of those weird fucking phrases that they learn. Um, it's not going out. It's a slow build. I know it is. And yeah, I've just got to keep plugging away at it. And I love doing the printing. I like selling. I've got like my whole wardrobe now. It's just mine and other brands, small brands shirts. Um, I don't have to buy any t-shirts. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'd be doing it if I wasn't making money, but I am in it to make money. I'm not shy about yeah, that. Fair enough, fair yeah. Enough. Well, that's, that's, that's the end goal for everybody, isn't it? Really. Mm, mm. You, you know, you're not just gonna. You know, you need it. It needs to come from somewhere. So. Yeah, there, there is this other thing. Do you know, like you said about greenwashing earlier, there yeah. is another thing that um, companies are doing where they're like, "Oh, we're doing it for like," I'm talking companies. And they're like, oh, we're doing it. And then we're like going to give like 15% of our profits to like mental health or yeah. gay charities or something. It's like, fuck off. You're probably not even making that kind of thing annoys me as well. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not, I, I plant like a tree for every t-shirt I sell, but I'm not trying to like replant the rainforest. That's not yeah. like my agenda. <clears throat> I'm just trying to like offset the damage we're doing as t-shirt manufacturers. Um, yeah, it's that, that kind of thing kind of annoys me as well. I think um, the, worst, the worst ones I think that are doing that sort of thing are the ones that are kind of going, oh, yeah, we plant a tree for every T-shirt we sell or everything, but then they're printing on, you know, Gildens or Fruit of the Looms or fucking... Yeah. Mm. It might just be that they don't know, but they haven't done their research. And they but surely know. it's kind of if you're running a brand and you're taking it seriously and you're going to the effort of going, oh, we're going to plant a tree for a requirement. You should probably mm. look into it a bit more. Yeah. Right? Mm. Not just kind of take these companies' words as, as being entirely truthful because yeah. the, the majority of them just aren't. Uh, and that's mm. not me trying to be cynical. It's just, it's just fucking true. Like, as you said earlier, all you have to do is do a little bit of digging on brands such as Gildan. And there are a few others out there. Similar. Oh, yeah. Gildan yeah. Are, are probably the biggest. Yeah. Um, but there are a few very similar to them that are kind of, we won't go anywhere near. Mm. Um, and I know you're the same, but it's kind of just like, just educate yourself. Yeah. Just, just fucking read, go on YouTube, go and look at their fucking social responsibility statements and shit. Like oh that. my gosh. That is the, that is, is the most bullshit ever. I actually read it and it's all like percentages of how much they've improved. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Oh, I only did, I only like murdered, say if you murdered 100 people and, and then like next year, oh, I murdered, I murdered 10% less. You've murdered 190 people in the last two years. You've reduced your murder rate by 10%. It doesn't make you a good person. You're still an asshole. Yeah. So that's, that, they're using percentages back at you as if like, oh, look at this progress we've done. And it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're, oh, there's, there's a picture in there and it's like the workers and there's all these like, white middle-aged men it's like no they're fucking not they're not white middle-aged men where are you getting them in like the middle of 
Honduras. Um, it's that that's not what your workforce look like, and they're not all like happy and in a nice clean environment. They're like protesting yeah. now, like yeah. right now. So um, yeah, they're so full of shit. But also, screen printers are washing their hands of that responsibility massively, and they're blaming the customers for bringing them the Gildans. Yeah. If you say I'm not printing on them. Yeah. The customer doesn't have a choice and they can go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And if they say, oh, buy me in them, you're giving, you're enabling them. And then people are going on forums on Facebook groups of screen prints going, oh, it's so bad. Like, oh, they've got t shirts and their shit quality, but the customer made me. No one made you do mm. anything. So it's all bullshit. Um, yeah. And the screen printers are the ones buying hundreds of thousands of shirts. So yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. They're responsible. I mean, We've tried to make a really conscious effort, A in, a in the garments, but B in our client choices, because it's kind of what like we've started to kind of get a nice little niche, mm. uh, uh, kind of within like breweries and stuff like that. And obviously yeah, that's perfect. Came on, came on your pod and we chat, chatted about that. Yeah. Um, and like we've really gone heavy into like the breweries and I've just printed a shit ton of samples and sent them out and pretty much every single one has come back. Has been yeah. Like, yes, mate. Oh, uh, awesome. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool, and we're starting to work with some really fucking cool, you know, cool businesses, but just really, really nice people as well. And yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. you're my type of customer. Yeah. You're the people that I want to work with for long term. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but the, the point of all this was that they always choose good garments. It's, you yeah. know, they're not going out and spending seven, eight quid on a Stanley Stella blaster, for mm. instance, but they yeah. will choose, you know, a Continental EPO one or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. You know, which is, it's a nice, cost-effective, and um, environmentally sustainable garment. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like, it's not hard to do that. I know. And it's kind of, the price difference between that and a Gildan, like, isn't, like, that much in the I grand know. scheme of things. If you think about value, or are you thinking about cost? Because they're yeah, completely exactly. different things. But, like, the value of it is much, much better. Because you can wash it. And then it doesn't look like it's 10 years old and warped yeah. in the first go. So the value of a one of these shirts is much, much higher. So yeah, yeah, that is that's definitely something I I drilled into a lot of people. But <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Glad yeah. But um if uh, so kind of talking in both squid unique and blind maggot then. So if there was one kind of piece of equipment or like some sort of technology that you could add. To the business that would either like and help you scale or just improve what you do, I guess. I haven't got yeah. now. Yeah. What would you go? Um, I would get that machine that I know I was like, I'm like, I don't, I'm not disrespectful to Waterbase, by the way. I do like it and I have it and I use it, by the way. But I would have that um that Magna Colors machine where you input the Pantone and it sprays out the five different inks. Right, yeah in exact measurements into a pot and I'd be like fucking hell that's awesome and then all you have to do is stir it and then you're sort of pantone the pantone mixing machine thing I, th- that I, would be it. I think you'd buy a DTG I wouldn't buy a DTG <laughs> you know how I feel about the DTG man he said I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and I'm ruining the industry it's like oh wow <laughs> but also then then in my then in the trade magazine now it's like oh the big um is literally the thing it's like oh we haven't got uh i know we estimated our profits to be low but we're actually going to make a loss this quarter it's like yeah no shit 
because mm. it's bollocks and everyone's going away from PTT. Mm. Yeah, I'm very passionate about that kind of thing because it's just that? bullshit. What are your thoughts on DTF? I think um, I've had like samples, I've <clears throat> sent out and got it like I've, you know, I've used it for certain jobs. Um, I used it for like one job where we had to like number one to a hundred or something. Right, yeah. And so there's no point in doing that with plaster transfers because it would take like 10 screens. Yes. But that is like perfect DTF, like neck label. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put DTF and sell it myself on the front of a shirt. Yeah. I'm always going to screen print that. But if it's something that I think is secondary, like a neck label, I would DTF it. Um, or like ultra color, which I feel like is a screen. They won't let me know, by the way. I went, I went to target transfers and they wouldn't let me see this machine. Well, they had a secret but i think it's one Break of those it. no i was, i went to the toilet and had a little wonder but i couldn't find any <laughs> special machine <laughs> you're in this office section at the front but yeah i think it's like be, they screen print the face if they're, if they're just getting it printed by super color yeah i know i know it would be funny um yeah exactly but i think it's got a place um and if you are somebody who does want to cater for sampling and you want to just do whatever they ask you to do. Or if you are printing on something weird like polyesters, I get why DTF is useful. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'd get my own machine because I think what's going to happen is those machines can churn out so much per mm -hmm. studio that it's too much for the studio. Like it can churn out, like say like a thousand copies or something every single day and the person running that machine knows that they're only going to use like a, a little bit of that yeah so yeah. they're going to be selling it to all the other studios so i feel like we're just gonna have like easy access to cheap dtf stuff so i wouldn't buy my own machine because yeah. i'm not going to use it and i don't want to sell it yeah. um but no i think it's a good technology it's better than dtg i think um seems to wash nice yeah 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 i'm up for it also, I don't think it's going to kill screen print because no. nothing has so far and we can just do cool shit. And that's what we have to do. We just have to get better at being screen printers yeah. uh, and do things that the machines can't quite do yet. Mm -hmm. well, that's the thing. I think the whole DTF thing, I think it's still kind of in the stages <coughs> of like emerging technology. Mm -hmm. so it's, kind of, it's not going to be perfected for a long time. I mean, DTG compared to, let's say, even five years ago is a hell of a lot better than it was. I mean, it's still not great. Yeah. I think we both agree on that. But they're making they're making components to convert your own DTG machine into a DTF. So, yeah. so why are they doing that if they haven't got <laughs> demand for it? <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. I think that could be a whole other podcast. I was just bitching about um, digital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's not a way to build a brand for sure. Uh, the only person who I've seen use it successfully is like doomsday because they've got these prints that are just ridiculous like 20 bloody colors you'd mm. never screen print it um or you could never screen print it economically enough to sell them yeah well that's what um uh, jack our last guest because he basically i'm pretty sure he just does super color and he basically just he presses everything himself because he kind of you know hey didn't have the space to kind of set up 
Optus Group and stuff. And then when he was outsourcing to get quotes from people, he was like, these were like 16, 17, 18 color designs with like super high detail and everything. Like that. And he's always kind of gone down that route. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of, you know, that's just his brand style. So for him, it was like, that was the only option. He said he didn't really like the, the you know, DTG, it wasn't as good. Um, so I think it definitely has its place for some brands. But like, I mean, you know, we've we've used it as well. It's, I mean, well, we've used Supercolor specifically. We haven't used it from anywhere. But actually, no, that's a lie. We've got our neck tags from Target. Um, and, you know, it's it's good for some intensive purposes sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to turn around and go, oh, we're giving up screen printing. We're, we're just, just printing yeah. Supercolor now for, for all of our customers. But yeah, yeah I, I just don't trust it. For myself, I don't like the feel of it and yeah. the heaviness, but yeah, I don't know how they're gonna get away from that. Like it's much better than just printing vinyl and slapping that on. Yeah, And I know it's technically just the ink and the kind of glueiness going over, but mm. it's not as it good as what I can feel like that though, does it? It feels no. like, it feels plasticky. Mm. Which is, you know, and when you take it out of the washing machine, it's kind of like water, water like runs off it sort of thing. It's like when you have like screen printing links, it doesn't necessarily do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah, pulls on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not something that I want to introduce, but um, I will neck label it. And yeah. uh, like I've got these um, jackets, coach jackets from Stanley Stella that I had to, I could have DTF them, mm-hmm. but it would have cost me like eight quid a jacket. Right. Whereas I'd rather spend uh, 40 quid on the pot of ink and then just do hundreds. Yeah. So I know it's not a skill that everyone has being able to print on polyester because it is hard. It's solvent inks. It's, mm. it's fucking stressful when every single jacket costs like 25 quid or something. Yeah. It's stressful. And you're doing three prints on it, like mm-hmm. upping the ante every time. But um, yeah, for us who've got yeah. this skill set, yeah. we'll screen print it every time. Yeah. yeah. Um. You ready for some? Oh no, have you got any questions for us? Um, no. Um, any questions for you guys? Um, are you kind of like upping your e-commerce? Like, what have you seen? Are, are people buying more? Or are they like restricted? Because um, um, it is a recession now. So are you yeah, seeing I mean, that impact you? To be completely honest, we've kind of dialed back a little bit um we said so last year we went really really heavy on the social media marketing side of things mm. um and did really well for the most part um and then september here and the seo stuff really affected us um and yeah since then we've kind of just dialed it back and you know we're by no means giving up the brand we kind of just want to see what it does organically um on a bit more of a long-term basis Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of try and build the print business before <clears throat> we were, I think, Minix were too reliant on downcast. And yeah. when that drop happened, that was fucking terrifying. Right. It was like, this is like our, our living. Right. Um, so it's just, we're, we're just trying to diversify. And then when Inky Cow is kind of at a level where it steps above downcast, that's when we'll probably try and push downcast a little bit more. Mm. Um, and, you know, start some of the digital marketing again. But we're doing well, like just organically. Um, so, yeah, I can't, I can't complain. You know, we're yeah. not breaking ground or anything like that. We're not getting in hundreds of orders a week. But, you know, we're doing okay and the brand's paying for itself and helping us. So, yeah. yeah. 
when you say organically you're just like not advertising not paying yeah. advertising or what yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no paid advertising whatsoever just doing um just doing email and then just you know posting on instagram and well just yeah. instagram really but i've given up on tiktok already <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do put a little thing on there every now and again but i, I got overly optimistic right at the very start one of our first videos got like ten thousand views or something like that and i was just like they oh, do wow. that to everyone yeah i'm not trying to piss on your video but um yeah. tiktok tiktok when you if when you sign up they'll show you the the top 50 ever tiktok videos mm-hmm. so like everyone every single one of those videos will have like 50 million views and they will be right. legitimately funny and then you're like fucking hell i'm missing out on this this is so funny and then if you post like 10 times they'll throw one of yours into like explore or something and you'll get loads of views on it and then that helps you want to become a creator as well and then that's how they hook you in but yeah. um yeah that happened and it was kind of just like didn't hit me and it was like this is bollocks fuck off yeah uh, yeah Don't, I, I wouldn't give up on it i think it's um <laughs> the video's it's... never really been my thing i don't particularly like like on here and having a chat with you and stuff like that and you know, chatting with Ruben and everything, it's like, it's all well and good, but it's kind of like just talking to a camera by myself isn't like, it's just not for me, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know what else to do apart from that. Like, only, I feel like from the brand's perspective, there's only so many times I can film myself printing because there's only so much we release. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not like printing and releasing new stuff every day. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like to have that good stream of content rather than just like, oh, I'm going to post a video every three weeks or whatever. You know, it's, um, I don't know. I just don't know if it's the right platform for us. Like, I'm not going to give it up or or shut it off or anything like that. Um, just monitoring it from the shadows. Yeah, You're like a yeah. TikTok creep in the background, like, <laughs> waiting, for, <laughs> waiting for your opportunity to not have to show your face. But yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, should we do... <clears throat> Um, got a few rapid fire questions. Um, go for it. Yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll probably let you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Um, right. Our socks, sandals. Uh, no, 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 no. I fucked that up, mate. <laughs> God, it's been a long day. Our socks and sandals, okay. <laughs> yes. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> where am I, where am I, well, slides, I call them. Yeah, fair enough. Socks, socks. If it's not too he- hot, yeah, hundred percent. It's my go-to. Yeah. Cool. Uh, little or Audi? Um, I've never been in either. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me a snob? I've never been in either. No, no right. you live in Newbury, so. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say Aldi because there's two in Newbury. Well, no, there is two okay. Aldis in Newbury, by the way, because um, posh oh. people like they don't actually spend their money. That's why they're rich. <laughs> um, does pineapple belong on pizza no good <laughs> you're out there Rube. oh sorry oh sorry uh, uh, <laughs> uh, winter holiday or summer holiday summer yeah 100% uh, what's your takeaway of choice what's my takeaway of choice mm-hmm. Um, Seven Bone. They've got such good burgers. Oh, what? Seven Bone Burger. Oh, oh. fucking the best! And Freckles. I don't even know who the fuck came up with them. They're awesome. 
deep fried meat got, though. Like we got beefy boys in Hereford. That's pretty bad. Like <laughs> beefy boys is like. Yeah. yeah. I, I only get takeaway if the gusto box hasn't arrived and something uh, major happens, then I'm allowed. A... <laughs> see, I'm saying allowed. So you can see which one I am in the relationship. Um, yeah. I don't wear the trousers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, book or a movie? Uh, book. Uh, Audio book. <laughs> Can't read very well. <laughs> yeah. Someone reading it to me. Uh, so you've already answered this one, so we'll go to the next one. Um, which brands would you like to see on the pod? Um, I've tried to get Downcast. And they blank me, so it would be good to see someone else get them on. Um, I would like that guy who does the the one that you mentioned before, the Legacy and Legacy One. Oh yeah, yeah. Unfinished, uh, unfinished Legacy. Yeah, Unfinished Legacy. Yeah. Let's see what he's like. Um, they're the two. Yeah. Just leave you a two. Yeah. Cool. Great. I'm just fucking nosy about that, uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you said downcast on Doomsday, right? Oh, did I? <laughs> you did, you did say downcast. Oh, I meant, I meant Doomsday. I meant Doomsday. <laughs> oh, not my No, Chessie. Well, I've already done you, haven't I? I've already got, I've already got the gossip on you and Inky Cam. I know all about it. Uh, um, yeah. Worst song ever. Best song ever? No, worst. Is there like, oh, worst. Worst. Um, <laughs> That ding 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 one with the frog, crazy frog. What crazy frog? <laughs> got this crazy frog. Yeah, is it? Was the question worst song ever? Yeah, yeah. it's probably that or fucking something shark, baby shark. Oh god! <laughs> I've got a three-year-old, so yeah. I even want to kill the kids that are singing that song. Like, oh. <laughs> but don't let me around your house because I'll probably just kick your kid. I don't want to hear that. All right, do that anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, lastly, um, where can people find you? Um, they can find us on Instagram, probably the easiest. So it's like, I think it's blind underscore maggot. So you might not forget that name. Uh, we're on TikTok, but I hardly ever post on there. So yeah, Instagram is the go-to, I think. Awesome. And then if you follow Squeeze and Ink, you'll definitely see it because it's all we talk about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, no problem. It's been really, really cool chatting with you. I feel like you've opened up all my aggressive cans of worms that I was trying to keep in. leave stew now. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a real angry asshole, but I don't, it's whatever. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, you're all right. You're all right. But um, yeah, no, really, thank you for coming on. Um, no problem. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, I'm getting redder and redder because it's fucking hot in here. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm slowly been like turning more and more red over like the last yeah. hour and a half. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Right, I'm leaving a. Okay. All right. Bye. Cheers, Jesse. Bye.